0: Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analyzing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. And today we're looking at chapters 25, 26, 27 of The Maze Runner. Don't know why I said it like that. Like, am I on speed? Like I'm just talking so fast. Anyway, so um, don't adjust your settings. Wait, really, what's wrong with me? Anyway, who cares? All right, anyway, so where did we leave off? Okay, so Thomas escaped the maze. And now he's both hating the attention and loving all the attention, but he's also on trial because he broke the number one rule. And now he's got to face the consequences, but also might be promoted. So we pick up straight away at that gathering meeting of the council. So they call it the gathering, but it's a council, but they're keepers. We really need some more clarity on what this gathering are calling themselves. Is it a council or is it a gathering? Are they keepers or are they leaders? And Minnow had just said that he wants Thomas to be the keeper of the runners, even though he's not a runner. And complete silence filled the room and everyone stares at Minnow. And Thomas was just as stunned, waiting for the runner to say he'd been kidding. Remember, because we can't just say Minnow. We know his name, but we can't call him Minnow. We have to call him the runner. And so then finally, Gally's like, well, that's fucking ridiculous. Strike that off the potential list. And he says, and you know what? Minnow should be kicked off the council for saying something so stupid. So it is a council, all right. And now Thomas is like, oh, Gally, I hate you, Gally. You're a piece of shit, Gally. But Frypan's like, yeah, all right, sounds good. Let's do it. And then Winston, creepy Winston, he's like, uh, no, we're not doing that. It's pandemonium. But finally Newt's like, oh my God, guys, okay, everyone shut up. He goes, shuck it. I've never seen so many shanks acting like teat sucking babies. We may not look it, but around these parts, we're adults. No, you're not, you're kids. I think the oldest one's like 16 or 17s. So I mean, you're not adults. He says, act like it or we'll disband this bloody council and start from scratch. And he says, are we clear? And they're all like, yeah, whatever. And he goes, good. And then he says to Mino, that's some pretty serious clunk, brother. Sorry, but you need to talk it up to move it forward, which I guess means like elaborate on that point, please. And Mino says, well, it's easy for you shanks to sit here and talk about something you're stupid on. I'm the only runner in this group. And the only other one here who's even been out in the maze is Newt. And Gally has been in the maze at some point. We don't know the detail, but he was in the maze. He did get stung by a griever, shut up with the serum, went through the changing, etc. So he's like, well, actually, um, I think you'll find that I also went into the maze once. And someone says, shut up, Gally. Mino says, believe me, you or nobody else has the slightest clue what it's like to be out there. The only reason you were stung is because you broke the same rule you're blaming Thomas for. (gasps) Twist! So Gally went out into the maze. Although, okay, yeah, it's the same rule, but not the same circumstances. Surely Gally didn't go out in the middle of the night just as the doors are about to close because obviously he's not dead. So I'd like a little bit more of an elaboration on that. Or as Newt would say, talk it up more to vote on it, please, for moving forward. Up ahead, talk up, please. Good that. Mino says, listen to me. I've never seen anything like it. He didn't panic. He didn't whine and cry. Never seemed scared. Okay, he did cry for like a solid half an hour, as I recall, but yeah, all right, whatever. Dude, he'd been here for just a few days. Think about what we were all like in the beginning. Huddling in corners, disoriented, crying every hour, not trusting anybody, refusing to do anything. We were all like that for weeks or months till we had no choice but to shuck it and live. See, that's interesting because they're all acting all like hunky dory all the time. And Thomas has adapted really well, which sort of proves Gally's point that there's something wrong with the kid. But yeah, yeah, all right. Mino says just a few days after this guy shows up, he steps out in the maze to save two shanks he hardly knows. Yeah, that's that's the rule that he broke. That's the problem. Like, thanks for catching us up. But yeah, like we got it. But he also does make a good point. He says all this clunk about him breaking a rule is just stupid. He didn't get the rules yet, but plenty of people had told him what it's like in the maze, especially at night, and he still stepped out there just as the door was closing, only caring that two people needed help. So like there was a thing, I think Newt mentioned a few chapters ago, that when you get your like initiation ceremony in the gathering or whatever, and you become an official glader, that's when you take an oath to never break the number one rule. He never took that oath because he didn't get that far yet. So you can't really pin that rule on him. Although he was very aware of the rule just because he didn't sign up to the rule. He still knew about the rule. It's a gray area. But also to contradict Minnow, Minnow's like, he stepped up to help people. And it's like, yeah, but he would have been no help. Like he ended up being helpful. But at the time you were like, wow, you're not going to help us because we're dead. So I don't know. I still think punish the kid. I'm getting confused. Punish him and be done with it. But James Dashden is like, well, this is a Good way to speed along the initiation process for him to become a runner. We don't need to do a training montage. We can just skip all that. And next chapter, he'll be a runner. Fantastic. Plot momentum. But Minnow's still going. For a man of few words, he's really making quite a long speech. He says, I was the veteran, the one with all the experience and knowledge. So when Thomas saw me give up, he shouldn't have questioned it. But he did. Well, he questions everything. If you haven't figured that out by now, you don't know him very well. He says, think about the willpower and strength that took him to push Albie up that wall, inch by inch. It's psycho. It's freaking crazy. But that wasn't it. Then came the Grievers. I told Thomas we had to split up and Thomas should have been wet in his pants, but he took control, defied all laws of physics and gravity. What? Defied all laws of physics? I don't know if he did. He wasn't Elphaba defying gravity on a broomstick flying around the Emerald City. No, I mean, he just climbed up a few vines and tied someone up on some vines. That's not defying gravity, that's just climbing. Defied all laws of physics. Nah, really. It says, so he defied all laws of physics and gravity to get Albie up onto that wall, diverted the Grievers away from him, beat one off. Okay, that sounds a bit sexy. I must have missed the part where he beat off a Griever. Oh. That must be in the R-rated version of the Maze Runner, which I haven't read. So he beat one off and Gally's like, okay, we get the point. Tommy here is a lucky shank. And Minnow says, no, you worthless shuck. You don't get it. I've been here two years and I've never seen anything like it. Is this not proving Gally's point though, that there's something sus about him? And Minnow says, Gally, you're nothing but a sissy. Oh, again with the sissy, who has never not once asked to be a runner or tried out for it. You don't have the right to talk about things you don't understand, so shut your mouth. But someone who's never asked to be a runner or tried out to be a runner, he did end up in the maze at one point. So can someone explain that to me? So then Gally's like getting up and getting in Minnow's face and says, say it again and I'll break your neck. And so then Minnow shoves Gally in the face. He shoved Gally in the face, which is, okay, so like a slap? Or he just like put his hand up against his face and pushed him away. You don't see that very often. When you see a shove, tends to be on the chest. So to shove his face, that's very um forward, isn't it? So then Gally tips over his chair, falls backwards, sprawls on the floor. <laughs> Classic. And so then when he's on the ground, Minnow steps over him and like tramples him. He stomps his foot down on Gally's back. All right. That's a bit much. Can someone who's a keeper in this meeting of keepers, maybe pull Minnow off him and say, hey, calm down. And Minnow says, I swear, Gally, don't ever threaten me again. Don't ever speak to me again, ever. If you do, I'll break your shuck neck right after I'm done with your arms and legs. All right, well, let's see if Galley ever does speak to Minnow again. Let's, let's see if he keeps his promise. And then finally, uh, <laughs> finally, I don't know what took them so long, but Newton Winston get up and drag Minnow off of him Well, actually, so it says Newton Winston were on their feet and grabbing Minnow before Thomas even knew what was going on, implying that they reacted really quickly, and yet Minnow made a whole speech with his foot on Gally's back whilst trampling him. So it can't have been that quick. So then Gally just leaves. He's like, fuck this. I don't get paid enough for this. And so he leaves, but he's got this murderous look about him, and on his way out, he says, Things are different now. You shouldn't have done that, Minnow. You should not have done that. And then he says to Newt, I know you hate me, that you've always hated me. You should be banished for your embarrassing inability to lead this group. Well, he's not the leader. So, I mean, Albie's the leader. And he says, you're shameful. And any one of you who stays here is no better. Things are going to change. This I promise. Okay, Gally, what are you going to do? Annoy us all to death? Get your potato nose out of here, Gally. And Thomas is like, oh no. This is going to make things more awkward. I think, I think it's beyond that, Thomas. And Galley's really making a big fucking exit. So he's already left, but then he pokes his head back in to get a final word in. And he says, and you, glaring at Thomas, he says, the green bean, he thinks he's friggin' God. Don't forget I've seen you before. I've been through the changing. What these guys decide doesn't mean Jack. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then he leaves. No, he doesn't. He's got to say something else. He then locks eyes with everyone in the room. He's just gazing around. He's really capturing their attention. He's commanding the audience. He says, whatever you came here for, I swear on my life, I'm gonna stop it. Kill you if I have to. Okay, now he's just like full on threatening to kill Thomas. Can we not banish Galley? Like surely that's not allowed. Put him in the slammer. I know you've got a slammer. Put him in the slammer. Throw him off the cliff. Put him down the box hole. What more do you need? And then he finally leaves and slams the door shut behind him for good apparently. And that's the end of that chapter. So at the top of chapter 26, Thomas is frozen in his chair. He's feeling a little bit awkward because, you know, someone just threatened his life and then just walked out and no one really cared. (laughs) And It says he'd been through the whole gamut of emotions in the short time since he'd arrived at the Glade. Fear, loneliness, desperation, sadness, even the slightest hint of joy. But this was something new. To hear a person say they hate you enough that they want to kill you. (gasps) Oh, something new, something crazy. Um, someone's already tried to kill you. (laughs) Did he forget that Ben tried to kill him? There was a full-on assassination attempt on your life. And he's like, wow, someone just said they wanted to kill me. Oh, this hurts. Oh, this is an unimaginable hurt that I've never experienced before. Like, I know he's got memory loss, but he's also got the shortest memory. And so then everyone just is like, oh, well, back to our seats. And Minnow says, he's whacked for good. And Newt says, well, you're not the bloody saint in the room. What were you thinking? That was a little overboard, don't you think? And Minnow says, don't give me that garbage. Every one of you loves seeing that slinthead get his Jews, and you know it. It's about time someone stood up to his clunk. The dude threatened to break my neck and kill Thomas. The guy is mentally whacked. And you better send someone right now to throw him in the slammer. He's dangerous. Yeah, Minnow's talking sense, even though I'm team galley. <laughs> you can't just go and threaten murder on someone. Like You just can't do it. I'm sorry. You've got me on your side until you threaten to kill someone. That's when it gets a bit murky for me. And Winston sort of agrees with me because he's like, well, maybe he had a good point. And Minnow's like, what'd you say, Winston? Winston says, well, I mean, he has been through the changing. Uh, a griever did sting him. Oh, okay, a griever stung him in the middle of the day just outside the west door. So he wasn't actually in the maze, the griever snuck out of the maze. Ugh. Oh, I'd love a flashback to that. I'd love to see it. And he says that means he has memories and he said the greenie looks familiar. Why would he make that up? Exactly, Winston. This is why we're all team galley. And so then Thomas is thinking, oh yeah, getting stung by the grievers and then going through the changing, it brings back memories maybe I should just go through the changing to see what I remember. What? He's actually considering that. And then he's like, oh, and you know what? No, that's probably a bad idea. Like, yes, it's a bad idea. You're probably going to do it eventually. But yes, it's a bad idea. And Frypan, he's like, mate, Winston, did you see what just happened? Gally's a psycho. You can't put too much stock in his rambling nonsense. Okay, but it's not just Gally. Ben said the same thing. Gally's onto something, don't discredit him just cause he's got a potato nose. And Thomas says, look, can I say something now? I'm sick of you guys talking about me like I'm not here because you're on trial, Thomas, that's how it works. But okay, so then Newt goes, well, go ahead. This bloody meeting can't be much more screwed up. And Thomas says, look, I don't know why Gally hates me. He's just like obsessive me or something. Like he's got a huge lesbian crush on me, but he seems psychotic. As for who I really am, you all know just as much as I do. But if I remember correctly, we're here because of what I did out in the maze, not because some idiot thinks I'm evil. You're kind of here because you broke the number one rule and then just happened to survive the maze. So yeah, technically. And Newt's like, all right, let's just take a vote. And Winston says, we can't vote without Gally. Even though he's just threatened murder, he's still an essential part of the council. And Newt says, let's just call Gally sick. Gally and Elby are sick, so they're passing on the vote. And so then Newt says, all right, Thomas, defend yourself, and then we'll take a vote. Also, Newt, you said you are going to come back around and say what you think at the end. Don't think I've forgotten that. So then Thomas has the gall, the absolute gall, the gumption to stand up and say, I didn't do anything wrong. Well, you yeah, brag the number one rule, Thomas. He says, all I know is... I saw two people struggling to get inside those walls and they couldn't make it. To ignore that because of some stupid rule seemed selfish, cowardly, and stupid. Okay, which is what Newt did. Newt saw them and said, ah, well, so he's pretty much calling Newt selfish, cowardly, and stupid, which isn't your best defense. And the doors were almost shutting. So like, how could you actually help? He says, if you want to throw me in jail for trying to save someone's life, how would you have saved their life, really? I mean, I know you did, but how? In that moment, would you have thought that you could save their life? He says, fine, throw me in jail for trying to save someone's life, go ahead. But next time I promise I'll point at them and laugh. Then go eat some of Frypan's dinner. Okay, well, no one's telling you to just point and laugh at people who are in trouble. <laughs> no one said that. And also if you're in the slammer, maybe there won't be a next time. you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh, okay. So then Newt, Newt, okay, I got to give it to him. He does come back to his own opinion. He says, here's my recommendation. You broke our bloody number one rule. So you get one day in the slammer. That's your punishment. One day? Make him do one day as a tracko. That's probably worse. You know he hates manual labour. One day in a slammer. Who couldn't do that? And then he says, and then I also recommend we elect you as a runner, effective this second. This meeting's over. You've proven more in one night than most trainees do in weeks. As for you being the bug and keeper, forget that. Galley was right on that count. That was a stupid idea. And then, like, yeah, that's a really good recommendation. But the comment hurt Thomas's feelings, even though he couldn't disagree. But his, his feelings are hurt because he's not cut out to be a keeper of the runners just yet. He's being a bit too sensitive, isn't he? And Thomas looks for Minnow's reaction, but the keeper didn't seem surprised. Okay, why are we calling him the keeper and the runner? Just say Minnow. He doesn't do this for any other characters. Is it because Minnow's such a dumb name? Perhaps, but you're the one that named him James. If you don't like the name Minnow, just rename your character. Minnow's like, all right, whatever. He's the best we have, but sure, whatever. And Newt says, fine, well, let's just start with him being a runner, give it a month and see how he goes. And Thomas is like, oh, phew. He sighs in relief. He says he still wanted to be a runner, which surprised him considering what he'd just gone through out in the maze. Oh God. But becoming the keeper right away, <laughs> it sounded ridiculous. Okay, then why were you hurt when Newt just said that you're not cut out to be keeper? You got your feelings hurt, but you're agreeing. You know what? I hate when they say it, but I, I think Thomas is a bit of a sissy. <laughs> I do. He's a sissy. So then they're like, all right, let's just vote on it. And pretty much everyone votes in favor of Newt's recommendation. Winston is the only one to say no. And so Newt says, explain yourself. And he says, look, we shouldn't totally ignore what Galley said. Your idea, it's fine with me, but I just, I don't think Galley's making it up. And it is true that ever since Thomas got here, everything's been shucked. And Newt's like, yep, sure, okay, we'll think about it and maybe we'll have another gathering soon and talk about it, okay? And Winston's like, "We're eh, fine with me. And then Thomas is like, again, oh, the attention's not on him, oh. He says, oh, Thomas groaned at how invisible he'd become. And he says, I love how you guys are just talking about me like I'm not here. Like you made a speech. You got up and said your piece. What more do you want? And Newt says, look, cunt, we just elected you as a bug and runner. Quit your crying and get out of here. Get over it. And gets to step and you're a runner now, you're busy. Fuck off. And it hadn't really hit Thomas until then. He was going to be a runner. What how does how has it not hit you? You were just thinking about earlier how you wanted to be a runner, which surprised you. And he thinks, wow, I get to explore the maze, Property on capital M. Despite everything, he felt a shiver of excitement. You were just in the maze. It wasn't that special. There's vines, there's a cliff. There's things that wanna kill you all the time. I don't know why you're that happy, really. You're a bloody idiot. And Newt says his punishment will start tomorrow, go from wake up till sunset. And Thomas is like, oh, one day, that's not that bad. I agree. So then everyone leaves the room except for Newt, Minnow, and Thomas, because they wanna debrief. And Thomas says, keeper, you want me to be keeper? You're nuttier than Galley by a long shot. And Minnow goes, well, it worked, didn't it? Aim high, hit low thank me later. Ooh, he did that thing where you, you negotiate. Oh, he's smart, that minnow. And Thomas is like, oh, you're clever. You clever keeper. They keep calling him the keeper. He has a name. And then someone's knocking on the door and it's Chuck. And Chuck looks like he'd just been chased by a graver. And Newt's like, what's wrong? And Chuck says, the med sent me. Albie's thrashing around and acting all crazy, telling them he needs to talk to somebody. And Newt's like, oh, all right, let's go. And Chuck says, no, nah, he doesn't want you. And Newt says, what do you mean? And Chuck points at Thomas and says, he keeps asking for him. And that's the end of the chapter. And like, okay, Chuck, you sort of came in a bit misleading there. He said, Albie keeps thrashing around wanting to talk to somebody. You could have been specific. You kind of led Newt on thinking that he just wanted to talk to somebody, not a specific person because you said somebody. The way he phrased that was just a little bit shady and like designed to be a cliffhanger. So let's go to the next chapter and see. And it starts the exact same as the previous chapter with Thomas stunned into silence. And Newt's like, all right, Thomas, let's go. So Thomas and Newt with Chuck following them go and see Albie. But when they get to the door, Newt says to Chuck like, um, you're not coming in, you stay out here. And Chuck's like, oh, whatever. And Thomas says to Chuck, lighten up. They just elected me a runner. So your buddy's with a stud now. What? He thinks he's a stud because he's a runner? I don't think everyone else is falling over the runners as much as you are, Thomas. Also, like, you're not in like a dating game. You're not at a bar. Why do you need to be a stud? And Chuck is surprisingly not that bothered. He just goes, oh yeah, okay. (laughs) Thomas was probably expecting like a lot of fanfare and Chuck just goes, yeah, cool. (laughs) Sucked in, Thomas. So Newt opens the door and it creaks a little bit and it reminds Thomas of some vague childhood memory of haunted house movies. And he's like, oh, a glimmer of the past. How can I remember movies, but not the actor's face? Or with whom I'd watched those movies. How can I remember theaters, but not what any specific one looked like? Yeah, none of it makes sense, get over it. And so he's trying to prepare himself for like a horror show but what he sees is just a very weak looking teenage boy lying in his bed, eyes closed. And Thomas is like, is he asleep? And like, clearly not. Or if he is, it's a very shallow sleep because they just sent Chuck to go and get you to come and talk to him. So he was just awake not that long ago. And Alby's like, yeah, I'm awake, I'm awake. What's going on? And Newt says, Chuck said you were thrashing around like a loony. <laughs> not the best bedside manner, really. <laughs> And then Albie says, everything's gonna change. The girl, Thomas, I saw them, don't feel so good. And Newt's like, what do you mean you saw them? And he goes, I want Thomas, where's Thomas? I didn't ask for you, Newt, I asked for freaking Thomas. And Thomas is like, geez, I'm right fucking here. But he's thinking, what? Why does Albie wanna talk to me? I don't know, maybe because you just like saved his life perhaps? Or because he's going through the changing, he knows you're a dirty dog. And Newt says, fine, you grouchy shuck. He's right here, talk to him then. And Albie says, leave, leave now. And Newt's trying to like protest, but he's like, get the fuck out, Newt. And so Newt's like, geez, Louise, fine, I'll get out. But before he leaves, he says, don't expect me to kiss your butt when you come saying sorry. Aw, he's like upset and offended. Aw, poor Newt. And after saying that, like trying to emotionally manipulate Albie into feeling bad for excluding him, Albie just says, close the door. <laughs> so he didn't fall for it. And so now Thomas is feeling a bit nervous because he's alone with the guy who'd had a bad temper before getting attacked by a griever and going through the changing. And he's like, oh, let's just get this over with. His hands are shaking with fear. And Alby says, I know who you are. And Thomas is like, ignoring it. He's confused. He's like, yeah, I'm Thomas. Like, obviously. And Alby goes, no, I know who you are. I've seen it, seen everything. Where we came from, who you are, who the girl is, I remember the flair. And that's a big deal because it's a proper noun. Well, normally in a book, you'd think, oh my God, that's a proper noun. It must be important. It must be referring to like this big incident. But in this book, everything's a proper noun. So if you didn't pick up on it, you'd be forgiven. And Thomas is like, I don't know what you're talking about what'd you say? I'd love to know who I am. Please tell me, please enlighten me. And Alby says, it ain't pretty. It's horrible, you know. Why would those shucks want us to remember? Why can't we just live here and be happy? Maybe they all should just shoot themselves up with the serum. Like they send it up every month. Maybe just shoot yourselves up, guys. Let's just have a little trip. It's the Matrix blue pill, red pill thing. Just, you know, shoot it up and get some knowledge. And Thomas is like, Albie, what are you talking about? You're not making sense. And Albie says, You. And then he starts grabbing his own throat and like starts choking himself. And then he's thrashing around, sticking his tongue out of his mouth and biting his tongue. And Thomas is like, well, What's going on here? And then like he's clearly choking himself. So then he's like, Newt, Newt, help, Newt, get in here. So then Newt runs over and he's like, Grab his legs. And Thomas is like, what? His legs, what? And Newt's like, grab his fucking legs. Thomas is useless. (sighs) He's meant to be quick thinking, apparently, from his behavior in the maze. Apparently he's super quick thinking and logical and confident and smart. But here he's like, what? What do you want me to do? You want me to grab his legs? And Newt's like, grab his fucking legs. So he finally grabs his legs, pins him down a little bit. And Newt's like, stop it, Albie, let go. You're killing yourself. And Newt's eventually able to pry Albie's hands off of his neck and he eventually calms down and then his eyes glaze over. And then Albie like eventually says, oh, sorry, Newt, don't know what happened. It was like something was controlling my body. And Newt says, you were trying to bloody kill yourself. And Albie goes, it wasn't me. And Newt says, what do you mean it wasn't you? And he goes, it wasn't me. starting to sound like a shaggy song. It wasn't me. And Newt just puts a blanket on him and says, all right, get your butt to sleep and we'll talk about it later. You're messed up, shank. And then they go to leave. But then Albie says, be careful with the girl. And then he falls asleep. And Thomas is thinking, oh, there it is again, the girl. Somehow things always led back to the girl. Then wake the girl up. And so then Newt's like, all right, let's go. And then Albie wakes up again and he goes, oh, and Newt, protect the maps, proper noun, capital M. Albie keeps pretending to fall asleep and then waking up to give them another ominous warning very dramatic, Albie. So he says, protect the maps. And it says, Thomas didn't think that sounded very good. Not good at all. Yeah, nah, Thomas, what gave you the impression that something's not good? So then he and Newt leave and softly close the door. And that's the end of the chapter. So someone else who thinks Thomas is evil, pretty much. And so I I think the changing is indicating that something's up with Thomas and the girl and the maps and the flare. We get the first mention of the flare and I feel like that's a big deal. That seems apocalyptic to me. So if you have any theories on the flare, let me know. Otherwise, I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Send your burning thoughts, frustrations and grievances on this latest chapter of this shitty book to breakingdownpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at podbreakingdown and Instagram at breakingdownbadbooks.